0: Hello, hello. Welcome to the Natural Misconceptions Podcast. My name is Stephanie Mora, and I'm here to highlight all the misconceptions that we hold about life, culture, natural family planning, and fertility. I'm here to ask family, friends, and experts to help me uncover and debunk common myths, misunderstandings, and misconceptions. So get ready to learn and laugh while we pull back the veil, because on this podcast, there's no such thing as TMI. Hello, hello, and welcome to the newest episode of the Natural Misconceptions podcast. I have my favorite guest, the debate prince, aka my husband, aka my producer, my uh, hunky man, friend. Hello. (laughs) Is it weird to you when I call you hunky?
1: Yeah, a little bit. That's just because I have hard to take compliments.
0: Oh, well, you're very handsome. Oh, thank you. So nice. Yeah, you're welcome. We were talking about like the ability to take compliments. Um, both of us are teachers. We're gearing up, doing some professional development. And he had mentioned how during one of the mini professional development sessions, a teacher was talking about having the students call each other out, but only on positives.
1: Right. And uh, it's really a really poignant point of like, um, like you have to model it first because they don't know how to say positive things about each other and then went further to say they don't know how to say positive things about themselves yeah you know and um it was all striking because it was true right like they there's a sense of having to find your way in like this this culture that really hasn't had its way for a long time you know um we're talking about how You know, there are teachers in the world um, that live and die on the title of teacher, Mm -hmm. you know, and how we just don't feel that. And it's not like a negative thing, you know, it's just that reality that JP2 talked about, about how, like, your identity is in Christ. Like, that is who you are. And God is is a child of God, a brother or sister of Christ. Like, that is who you are. Everything else is extra. Everything else is exemplary on top of that. So like there's a freedom there because then you can, there's there's a lack of fear in pursuing education, pursuing being a podcaster, doing all these things that we'd like to do. Um,
0: Like even if it comes down crashing and burning, it doesn't change who you are. Right. Whose you are.
1: Right. And that's freedom. You yeah. know, like freedom is not being able to do whatever you want; it's being able to do what is necessary. Yeah, you know, and um, you know, we were talking before because this is take three, um, that, like, that's kind of the the problem. You know, like there's always the whole like this is society's problem, but this kind of really is is that people have lost this reality that who they are is transcends anything they could ever do or believe in themselves. Like, like whether that's the beautiful thing. Whether you believe in God or not, you are his. He loves mm-hmm. you into existence. You know how I know that? Because you exist. Right. If he did not love you, you would not be here. You know? So then, like, that, that pathological need to, like, have this position, left, right, whatever, doesn't matter. Like, this has to be true, because if it isn't, then I don't know who I am. You know? And everything hinges on that. Right.
0: Yeah, and uh, it always reminds me because I th- I think I had a hard time. So this is my third year going into teaching, and I feel a lot more confident and um, a lot less like stress, anger. <laughs> <laughs> um, one because I'm focusing heavily on my hormone balances. Previous uh, last school year, I was it was you know West Texas August heat, and I was very pregnant. So that's a huge factor. And then the previous school year was my first year. And then in between all that was the craziness that is the year 2020. Um, And so this is the first time I'm like, okay, like I am not putting my entire identity into how well the school year goes. And that is making already the school year is already that much better just because of that.
1: Right. And you're free to be a fantastic educator because there's not this fear of like, facing the reality of your failure yeah if, if, if it if you have a bad day because yeah. everyone has bad days that's called life it sucks <laughs> you know but
0: mm-hmm. but I think it's so much easier for me to remember that right. when I'm doing like things that are like the self-discipline of doing my workouts thank right. you by the way for making me do my workout yesterday mm-hmm. um we actually were gonna record yesterday and <laughs> I worked out instead because mm-hmm. we just forgot
1: totally forgot
0: but um Things like that, like making sure I'm low tox, all the things I need to do to like keep my hormones in check because when that is the physiological things are where they need to be, then I, I have a little bit more capacity to like make sure that my mental um health is in check and my psychological, like all emotional I can control that, not control it, but I can um respond to my emotions in a more healthy way. And um uh, I know we have talked about too, like how grateful we are to have that opportunity to teach our kids how to do the same
1: right now I like i said that I like how to respond to your emotions because because we would have this disconnect and just the way we think about it Because i remember having this this conversation where you were like all your all emotions are legitimate and i was vehemently like no like just because you feel something doesn't mean it's right Mm -hmm. You know, and really what I was getting at is your emotions are valid because you feel them. That does not automatically mean your reactions are valid. Right. You know, like you can feel angry and it's, and it's, you have every right to feel angry about it. If that makes you petty and rude to someone, that's not okay. Right. You know, and teaching that to our kids while also like validating their emotions which is like the crunchiest thing i've said in a long time um but it's helpful and like we were able now paul's old enough where we can start seeing that persistence pay off
0: and he's applying that to
1: us right well you know um we're talking about the example of we weren't even arguing like we i think we were both just short tempered that day so it was a misunderstanding, and we started getting elevated in our tone and energy towards each other. And then you're standing on one side of the kitchen, I'm on the other side of the kitchen, just doing something. And we start snipping at each other. And then Paul, like, stands right in between us with his hands out towards us like a ref, like, I mean, like a ref saying, like, No, 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 no. And, like, And it disarmed us right away because we saw like, okay, the three year old is telling me to act my age,
0: right? You
1: know, and it's like, okay, cool. And like,
0: and then other times when I've been upset, like I, I I was crying. I think probably another discussion you and I had had, and I reacted with tears. And you know, he came to me like, "Mama, are you sad?" Yeah, I I feel sad. And it's what you said too. Like he never told me, "Well, don't cry," or, or don't don't feel sad. sad. Yeah but it was he just sat with me and he
1: he said it's okay
0: yeah um and so i think i think that our growth is going to be good for them and i think it's all you know i feel like a lot of what we've talked about so far doesn't feel very related to nfp but i think it absolutely is because for me tracking my cycle and understanding my hormones a little better has absolutely led to like wait something's off physically, physiologically. And so that's throwing off the mental and emotional responses. And and I have they all have to work hand in hand. I don't know if that's similar to you with your I mean, because it's harder for I think you to track. It's not like you have a cycle to recognize, oh, during my ovulation, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think it's been similar. Both of us have been taking steps like with our health, Mm -hmm. with living low talks, with you know, trying to find new coping skills that are healthier
1: right and like it it opens up a pathway to give each other some grace oh yeah you know like because there's a ch- there's there's an opportunity to weaponize it right like if if you are charting with your wife which means you are looking at the chart with her, not you're charting your own cycle so <laughs> that's a very i have questions anyway um never mind i don't want to know uh <laughs> But there's like you know this this joke of like oh well she's on the rack so anything she says is just her being nuts, yeah. Like, and that's definitely not fair. I mean, there's a reason why that's the the a hole on the sitcom, right? You know, um, you know, but being able to like know okay like everything is shifting either emotion uh, hormones or being accumulated or they're being dumped which is often a very rough process is when you're dumping all these hormones
0: you're telling me
1: <laughs> right so then like i should be aware to check my own sensitivity and reactions and give a little grace mm-hmm. you know like if you're having a bad day you're probably not gonna have the tact you usually do <laughs> you know and i like, me being aware of it and like and it's hard to like shove that down because reality is like, it doesn't matter. You should still treat everyone with respect, which is true. But acknowledging that, you know, we're human. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And me also knowing too, I can't just use that as an excuse. Like for example, right now I'm, I'm not cycling yet. I'm still in the postpartum phase. I haven't had that first cycle. Um, And while I don't know that I've ever officially been diagnosed, I did have medication for postpartum depression and anxiety, but that doesn't give me the, get out of jail free car to just treat you like garbage all the time and right. say, well, you know what? I have anxiety. So let me live my life. Right. Um. But to at least even give myself the grace to say, okay, I, I feel X, Y, or Z, but that does not mean I can react in this manner. Um. You were talking about emotions earlier. I had said a phrase that you liked and repeated.
1: Oh, uh, gauge your response. The response to, your, to, your to my emotion.
0: And it reminded me of a quote from, Saint John Paul II. Oh no, no, no! It's from Saint Thomas Aquinas. Yeah, the other one, um, <laughs> the other big one. Mm-hmm. They're all amazing. Um, about comparing emotions to wild stallions. Oh yeah, I love that one. Do you have you have a better paraphrasing than I do?
1: So he's saying how the emotions are these stallions, and you you living your life is a cart, and um, and he's saying how if if you have these stallions and they're not trained, they're going to run in every single direction at full speed. They're going to tear your cart apart, Mm -hmm. you know, but if you go the other way and you take away the stallions, you're not going to get anywhere. Right. You know, so it's not about getting rid of emotions. It's about mastering them. Yeah. You know, training them to take you where you need to go. You know, and it's one of those things, anyone who ever says Aquinas is cold and calculated has not read Aquinas because he has the most beautiful heart and mind for really articulating these beautiful images of, of, of the human condition, you know, yeah. like no one would know that beauty and reality of emotion if they didn't have any, you know,
0: absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think, I mean, I forget it on the daily, right? I forget it on the daily and I have to remind myself and, and it's good to have a chart to check in physiologically because I still have to check in mentally, emotionally, physically, etc. Um, I, I don't get to blame it on a bad day. I also don't get to blame it on where my hormones are at a given point. Right. But I do get to have that monitor to to take my temperature, <laughs> mm-hmm. um see where I where I lie. Um to give both of us that filter of like, okay, this is where I am. Like, you know what? I am we if we have a code word when we're feeling crabby, <laughs> um, should we tell them what the code word is? Sure. It's, not- it's rutabaga. It's nothing, nothing special. Because
1: rutabaga would never come up in an everyday conversation. But
0: if we're poking fun, because typically we're very snarky, sarcastic with each other. We find each other very hilarious, like nine times out of ten. But if we say rutabaga, I'm not in the mood. Don't deal with me right now.
1: Right. And there's a rule. Like, if if I'm poking fun at you and you're not in the mood for it and you say rutabaga, like, it's also not helpful for me to get butt hurt about it.
0: Right, 100%. You know, be like,
1: oh, you're making fun. I'm just poking fun. Like, now I'm being a jerk. Yeah. You know?
0: And there have been times where I felt sad. Like you said, Rita bacon. I'm like, Oh, like it kind of deflates me. Cause I was in like pokey mood. Sure. I'm like, Oh, okay. Got to check myself. Like I don't get to dictate. Well, I'm having fun. You're not having fun. That's, that's on you. Right. Um, and so, yeah, like having those tools. This is not marriage counseling podcast, by the way. <laughs> I know. Um, but I just because of how much of who I am is related to my cycle, like it really is that integrated. I say it all the time for any of the listeners who still aren't charting. Like this isn't just a family planning tool. This is so it's the fifth vital sign for a reason. I know I've said that one before too.
1: But I equate it to like wearing glasses. Like if you need. If your vision's blurry, like, you're missing out on all this information because you can't see it. And if you just wear glasses, like, all glasses do is just bring everything into focus. And now you have a clear picture of what you're looking at, mm-hmm. you know? So then if you feel like something's off or if you have no idea what normal is, yeah. like, that's blurry. So then why wouldn't you do something that makes that come back into focus? That's
0: a really good you know. And,
1: and it's like... No, like I'm blind. I've had glasses since third grade, you know? So then like if I'm wearing glasses and then it's still blurry, okay, now I know something else is like – but now I have a baseline. Yeah. Like if everything is blurry as hell and now it becomes a little more blurry, how the heck am I supposed to know? Yeah. You know? And then I won't notice it until it gets real bad. You know, I'm literally blind. So then having that tool that helps give you a baseline, this is what normal looks like. Right? Not this is what normal should be. This is what your normal looks like. All right. Now you can tweak it into what you need it to be.
0: Yeah. I like that analogy a lot. And like, so I have not ever needed glasses. So if you're like me, which I think is few and far between these days, I I feel like I know most people have something. Just wakes up like,
1: oh, look how crisp and clear everything (laughs) is.
0: But. uh, On the other side of, like, you didn't even realize you needed a prescription. You've been going around with, like, half blurry vision. Say it's, like, quote, unquote, not that bad. You're just dealing with moderately blurry. And then you get the glasses and you're like, what?
1: Especially when it's so subtle that it causes these other things that you just think are alive. Like headaches, you know, or jaw tension or... You know, even worse, migraines. Like, oh yeah, people just get headaches. That's just how it goes. No, actually people don't.
0: Yeah. And just to, get And to give that parallel within your cycle, like, oh well, like yeah, I have a pretty regular cycle. Cool. Um, but the two days prior to my period, I am in misery. I need to call in most months, at least once. Right. Because I want to just lay in bed. Okay, that's normal, right?
1: No. Right. Or um, you no, know, we had a friend reach out to us or reach out to you and say, Hey I was just thinking about this. Like I've noticed that in my cycle, there's two weeks where I am a terror and I'm aware that I am just not a pleasant person to be around. I'm up, I'm down. Like it's exhausting. Like what do I do?
0: Yeah. That's not PMS. That's
1: something is worse as off. But if you're not charting, you don't know. So then, You spend so much time figuring out what is happening before you can even start correcting it. Yeah. And we talked about it, like I think we were driving back from somewhere and uh, just reflecting on this. I was like, can you imagine just half a month every month? It's like being a werewolf. You know, (laughs) like you know, like coming up and it's like, (laughs) oh man, I'm gonna be a freaking beast and like dreading it and fearing it and then feeling stuck which then makes it worse because then your cortisol builds up your adrenal fatigue like all these things before you even get to the actual part of the cycle where your hormones are like Pfft.
0: yeah which is a 100 that's exactly why i started charting it was before marriage before i needed to worry about family planning um we were dating but it wasn't on the radar yet it was because i was feeling like garbage for much too long Um, so it was just something, I mean, yeah, I feel like we kind of already hit a lot of stuff here, but, uh, there is something you said, triggered it. I had an ADD moment and forgot what it was. Being a werewolf was hilarious though. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, it's just such a good lens. The glasses analogy really hit me. It is such a good lens to see yourself with. And,
1: and like, I always use glasses because no one has a problem with that. Like. If someone has bad vision and then they, and like, they need glasses, but don't get them, everyone knows like, you're being dumb. Like, go get glasses. What do you mean? That's just what you need to see, you know? And I would, I found that analogy whenever I would have students who needed some kind of medication, whether it's uh, ADHD or whatever, you know, and, um, and parents would express like, Oh, he doesn't want to do like, we don't want to have to do that, that kind of thing. And it's like, nothing's wrong with your child. Their brain doesn't work in a typical way. So they need something else to help that happen. And you're going to have to dial in that prescription. Just like you have to do number one or number two, like in the uh-huh. doctor's office, you know, and say, so if they needed glasses, would you not make them wear them because you don't want to have to make them mess with glasses the rest of their lives? Like, well, no, I want them to see. It's like, exactly. So why wouldn't you just do that? Like track your cycle? Who cares? And if you don't know where to start, go to natural Cause you'll have links <laughs> to all the different methods. It's great. Whoever runs that website. It's really on point.
0: Um, to, to continue that analogy of, of just, just track your cycle for myself. Initially, when I was still in college, when I first started tracking, the only things I needed were magnesium and calcium. And can I just tell you a little later, I did need a little bit more, but that in and of itself, it was magnesium calcium. I can get those over the counter. There was no big deal. I didn't have to be on XYZ medications. It was a simple supplement that helped me regulate things that needed to get regulated. Now, this is not, by the way, this is not medical advice. Here's my caveat. I don't know what may or may not be going on in your cycle this was my personal experience and so eventually it got to where i did need progesterone and then again postpartum it did turn into an actual prescription for um for postpartum depression but uh each of those things were were necessary and good to help me feel more like who i am which is daughter of god
1: right and like and some of that takes humility Oh, yeah. To say you need this thing.
0: Oh, 100%. You know,
1: but like that's one of my favorite revelations is Bishop Barron because he's a genius man, like broke down. He does this thing I love where he'll just say a word and then he'll just break it down to its roots, you know. And, um, you know, he, he did one on humility, which is from the root humus, which is just like hummus, same thing, which meant of the earth, of ground, you know, and it means reality. And like, that's what it means to be humble, is to be in touch with reality. It's not like, oh, what is me, don't look at me, blah, blah, blah. That's just pride masquerading uh-huh. as humility. Humility is knowing, being in touch with reality with who you are, Yeah, you know? And then humility put into action is called discipline. You know, that is when you know what should be happening because of who you are, now go do it, you know? Um so that discipline of self-care, of taking care of yourself, of um, eating the way you're supposed to, you know, and that kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I like the word diet because it just means like this restrictive thing. No, it's just eating intuitively. Like, you know the things you probably shouldn't eat.
0: Yeah, or know? at least only have, you know, infrequently
1: Right. You know, like we're not perfect by any means. We had McDonald's for lunch, you know, <laughs> um, but we had a solid breakfast and, you know, really looking into what you need as, as your individual person.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: Like on the magnesium note, 50% of Americans are magnesium deficient. Um, and that's a big one. Everyone needs that. Yeah. And that's a real big hormone regulator. Mm-hmm. And all these biological processes are regulated with the use of magnesium. So then when you don't have enough in your diet, you don't get these regulations, Yeah, you know, um, and then you to go down the rabbit hole of not all supplements are equal, but that's a whole different thing.
0: Yeah. And the other thing you said about like the discipline of self-care, something that I've been absorbing a lot over the last year, took a long time, um, over three years of motherhood or almost four years of marriage and understanding that. It is a discipline, like, you know, having that self-care of working out. I mean, a lot of people are going to say, oh, I hate working out. I'm just, just, just not that type of person. I just don't. I just don't. I'm just not that way. I'm not athletic or what have you. Um, No, like, for me, okay, it doesn't matter if I'm not athletic. Like, having the discipline to do it regularly makes me a better person, a nicer wife. <laughs> Um, more energetic mama, a stronger mama, because I can lift both of these chunkin' boys, um, when they both want to be held by me and I can carry them both without fear of injuring myself. So like that discipline of, okay, discipline of taking my magnesium supplement or the prescription that I was given or doing the lift or eating good things and not doing the McDonald's as frequently or what have you. And then still having the freedom to be okay with the occasional treat or skipping a workout or whatever that is with that with the discipline because it does ebb and flow into the balance of who I am. I know at least for me this is all anecdotal, but I feel like it applies to others as well.
1: Right. And like we said we weren't gonna do a heavy podcast here, we are doing I know lifestyle things. But and again, we're not experts. We just know stuff and we try to put it into practice. Like that's just the best we can do. Yeah. Um, learn from our mistakes but uh like like that's what it means to really practice in fp there's a very strict definition which is some kind of method where you're charting your cycle and using the information to either conceive or avoid pregnancy but then you can like natural family planning so just having this idea of this plan and direction for your family Mm -hmm. you know and and I want, not like my parents had us unhealthy, you know, like we, we ate vegetables, we did all the things, you know, but it's a different world and like really having a clear idea of what values do we want to instill in our children, you yeah. know, and like, and it's more than just like the faith, which should be first, you know, and, and, uh, you know, like be kind to others, that kind of thing, even more than that, like to the choice of food, And it's hard. It's easy with Peter. He's one, So if you give him something, he's going to eat it. You know, Um, Paul is very picky and we're trying to work through that. Like it's borderline aversion. So we have to really be patient knowing this is going to be a season. It's It's okay. We're going to live. But then being aware that's going to have to have something later on, because I think you and I came to that value of like the quality of your ingredients should be good. You know, Mm -hmm. for you, for the process, the people who raise it or grow it. Like, there's a better way of doing that. I feel like that's a more recent revelation. Yeah. And, like, I kind of lament what could have been. Like, if I just had this knowledge forever ago, like, I would be better off now. But why? I'm not a different person than I am now, right? Right. Because now I've had this knowledge for, like, Four or five years, and still haven't done that much with right, it.
0: Right, only been applying it in the last year.
1: Right, and I think we've done a really good job, you know. But but that's what it means to to embrace that NFP, like having a vision for your family that is completely, which is complete, it's wholesome, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you you care for the spiritual well being, mental, emotional, and physical well being. Yeah. You
0: know? We talked about discipline. Sorry, this is my last little tidbit. We talked about discipline. Um, and and again, like Bishop Barron breaks it down, discipline comes from the word disciple, which is to teach. Right. And so, like Paul being picky, like we're gonna have to discipline him to try new foods. And this doesn't mean he's punished for not eating X, Y, Z, but it's teaching him that these things are good. He recently has been eating broccoli, and I'm like about
1: it. And he's about it. He's a weird kid, man. Yeah. He will have like half a chicken nugget, and then he'll eat the rest of them when they get cold. And then he likes Ritz crackers a lot, Cheerios a lot. And then like raw, fresh from the fridge, broccoli. Yeah. If you cook it, it's a hard pass.
0: <laughs> um, and so that discipline that comes in and just teaching him and and having that, like you said, the wholesome plan for our family isn't just the number of kids, but like what is it that we're instilling in them, which is exactly what we're called to do when we say our vows,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, to raise them in the faith. And I think this is part of it. Um, but learning. Values, choose valuable food, learning the values, exercise. He loves, 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 loves to watch you lift weights. And then he'll go onto the bench and practice his exercises too, which I love.
1: It's quite adorable.
0: The other day I was changing his shirt and his shirt was irritating his chest. And I I asked him if he was okay. And he said that it was hurting. And I pointed at his nipples. I said, are you okay? Because it seemed like it was maybe chafing a little bit. And he looks... And I don't think he'd ever really noticed his nipples prior to this, (laughs) this moment, you know? And he's like, what is like, I don't know if he thought it was a bug bite or something. And I was like, it's okay. It's just your nipples. (laughs) And, uh, he just looked at me like I was crazy. First of all, and I was like, well, everybody has nipples. Mama has nipples. Paul has nipples. Baby brother has nipples. Papa has nipples. And he's like, let me see your nipples. (laughs) <laughs> like a challenge, I swear. He was like, <laughs> he's like, let me through your nipples. And I was like, well. <laughs> Tell me this is normal. <laughs> I said, remember, this is where brother gets his milk. I still breastfeed. And and I I showed him where I was talking about. It. I said, this is where brother gets his milk. And then he looked at himself and he maybe a little bit confused about why he doesn't have milk. I said, um, Peter, Paul, and Papa don't have milk. Only mamas have milk for their babies. hmm <laughs> And I think that is is part of the discipline. Like, and, um, you know, he comes in on me when I'm using the restroom all the time. And he hasn't asked me yet, but he has watched me check my cervical mucus. Right. And he's never cared to ask. And, and we're still working through potty training with him. So it's not like he's noticing differences between what happens when he goes to the bathroom and what happens when I go to the bathroom. But I, I'm excited for the day when he might ask me that, like, what are you doing with the toilet paper, mom? like well i'm checking to see if my body is ready for a baby right now Mm -hmm. um and to be able to instill that from a very early time i like how you said that integrating nfp is just really the wholesome outlook on how you plan your family and discipline your family teach one another as spouses teach the kids as they come in in the way of the lord and what's valuable and what good things to do to nourish their body and to become who they're meant to be, which is children of God. Right. Well, honey, debate prince, hunky man of mine, thank you. I know this process for this episode was a little wonky, but I appreciate you, appreciate your time and your wisdom. Yeah, it's always fun.
1: Love you. Love you too.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to the Natural Misconceptions podcast. My name is Stephanie Mora, and don't forget, there's no such thing as TMI.